We are live. Hello to all my guys, gals, and non-binary pals of Audio Podcast Land, and welcome to the premiere episode of Tavern Tales, a slice of life of fantasy romp through mischief and mayhem. I am going to be your game master for this lovely adventure, Mikey. You can follow me all over the social medias at Pop Culture Geek. You can also follow all of us here collectively at Vibe Tribe Productions, where you want to give us a follow because that is how you're going to stay up to date on all the crazy projects we have for season two, which, trust me, is a lot. Go check out everything that's out right now. We got a little bit of everything for everyone. So if you are looking for something fun, make sure to give the follow to check all that out. Oh, my goodness. I am so excited for this game. I cannot wait to bring this mayhem and craziness to life. And as always, I can only paint the world to a certain amount. And it is my amazing cast of players that fill in the missing details. And of course, I am joined by some of my favorite peoples on the planet to join me in this endeavor. So really quickly, we're going to go around. They're going to give their little introduction to you. And then we will jump straight into character creation slash party makeup because this is going to be a good time. I have determined by the power of the dice that any mini mini mo Chris, the dice has decided you will be the first to go. <laughs> and ne- and you just muted yourself. <laughs> I told you that was going to happen. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Chris, also known as Riku. You can find me on social media as Pup Riku or Puppy Riku. You can also find me here on the Vibe Tribe as your game master for the Academy and the Crystal City. You can also find me on Brave New Wild and on... What else am I playing? Oh, Walk Among Gods. Playing in both of those. And also check out our Season 1 shows, which I was on a bunch of as well. Really excited to get into a brand new game here with y'all. And excited to... Check out this new character for me that has a little bit of a fun inspiration for me. We're going to get into it in a little bit, and I'm going to razz Chris so hard. I'm going to razz all these players because this is going to be because it's going to be a good time. But not really. We're all here to have a good time. But I know Chris so for a lot longer. So we're going to razz him real hard. All righty. Next person to give their introduction is going to be Jace. How's it going, everyone? I'm Jace or JC Vanguard. You can find me on TikTok there, although I don't post anymore, although I was doing Gundam stuff. It's going to be interesting coming on here and hanging out with these guys, but I think from what I've got for the first five minutes of us talking, we're going to get along just fine. This is going to be great. Hailing from all the way on the other side of the world, I always thank him for joining us because it is so early for him while it is late for most of us. The one and only Mikael. It is in the middle of the fucking night. Hello. I have nothing to say except this is going to be a slice of life. And uh, yeah. For the listening audience, if you heard that in the background, at the time of this recording, the NFL playoffs or the football playoffs here in America for our international view- listeners is going on. And I currently have family watching the game. So this is going to be interesting. But thank you, Mikael. As always, I appreciate you being here and we will keep oh you God. to the allotted time so you don't die the next day of being tired. All righty. Brand new to us for season two, but not to season two game. You may have heard this lovely gentleman on the Crystal City, but he is here to join us for Tavern Tales 
it's gonna be a good time. The one and only KC. We actually looked up my Instagram for you. It's KCJ75 on Instagram. Other than that, Chicago, Chicago. I am excited to be on here with you guys. A little more comfortable now that I've had one round with at the Crystal City, which I'm also playing under Riku there. So we're going to have a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. I'm really excited. I'm happy to have you here, my friend. And yeah, if you thought Riku's style of D of game mastering was crazy wait till you see mine mine's gonna be a good time <laughs> and then of course last but certainly not least at least for now we hope he's all over the place you don't really need to introduce him i guess he's cool or whatever the one and only dakota hey i am dakota or i'll be playing a character in this game since we haven't revealed them that you can also find me playing on call of deep crystal city duskvale and the academy as well as on Mondays, you can find me over on ADH Adventures playing God's War Life Phase 2 with Mikey here. Very excited for this cast. Looks like a good time. To echo what Jay said in his introduction, just from the brief 5-10 to 10 minute conversation we had when we hopped on here, is any indication it is going to be a grand time indeed. Of course, we are down a player, at least for right now, but hopefully they will be hopping in later. But just in case that they don't, our sixth and final player for Tavern Tales is the lovely professor, as we call him, John Crossway. You can follow him over the TikToks at John Crossway. He's not really posting much at the moment. But go check out his earlier work. He is a grand storyteller. He is a theater person. He is a wrestling nerd. He is a good person overall, and he's a great time. So hopefully you'll get to hear from him later this episode. But with introductions out of the way, let's jump into this proper. So if you're tuning in, this is going to be our episode zero, where we finalize party makeup and establish relationships between characters. So you get a little sneak peek as to what everyone will be or might be playing. Again, things may change between now and our first actual session. But basically, this is going to be a good episode to listen to, to get a feel of who everyone is going to be playing as. I highly recommend you listen to this because then it's going to fill into the gaps. And then you're like, why are they saying that or referencing that? Listen to this if you want to know. But let's get into started. So. I'm not going to name names, but a couple of people have somewhat of a character concept going on. But we're going to go around and I'm going to have them introduce who they're playing as, the, their character name, their race, their class, a little bit about their personality, but not reveal not too much. And then we'll go into the my secondary part of this session zero, which is my personal favorite. We're going to go in reverse order. So Dakota, you're going to be starting us off first. So why don't you give us a little info about your character? Information on this character. Yeah. Uh, let me come up with that real quick. So I'll be playing a tiefling sorcerer under the new lunar subclass named Aesir Loon. He came before the sin. He came from a cult that worshipped the moon. They were very interested in the moon. Very interested. And uh, he's the sole survivor. Maybe that'll come up. At some point. He also likes to paint specifically the moon. I don't know if we've gotten that point across yet. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm low-key tempted to make the moon this obsession like from Orcarina of Time, if I'm being completely honest. Yes. This is going to be good. Speaking of making sudden appearances, <laughs> we'll get to our sixth player in a little bit. But I'm very interested 
I've already I'm running a game with somebody who is a cultist. So having a second one is going to be a breeze. And I'm excited to see what kind of cult of the moon I can come up with. Wait, what do you mean? We all play in a cult on Tuesdays. Definitely not a cult. (laughs) Yeah, it's a cult with merchandise. (laughs) You're finding a damn lot of cults. It's true. Is it a cult bolt? Wow, this is going to be a good time, I promise. Am I late to the cult? Was that what I missed? We started a cult? <laughs> we oh, are now. It? Oh, man. Was there Kool-Aid? <laughs> I missed the Kool-Aid portion? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, the moon we me. got some grape flavor just for you. Yeah, yeah give me the yeah. grape one, and then I'm going to go cry in the jungle. We, we worship <laughs> the moon here. You're welcome to join. Oh, my goodness. All right, before we get into this a little bit further, now that he has made his grand appearance, our final player... John is here. We love him, the good old professor. Why don't you introduce yourself a little bit to the listening audience? (laughs) Hi, I'm right in time to be the final player. My name is John. I'm on a handful of podcasts here at the Vibe Tribe. I love working with everyone here and I'm excited for this. I've been reading up on it and some of the ideas and things and I have I had to I have to either subscribe to DMB D and D Beyond to make a new character because I'm already full up from all the podcasts we're doing, or I need to reuse an old character I haven't played in a while. So I'm trying to make some decisions at the moment. So we'll see how that goes. Decisions. And you better figure it out quickly because I'm going to put you on the spot in a little bit. I'm just going to roll for it and be like, okay, go. <laughs> we'll come see you later. All righty, Chris, why don't. Let's just get it out of the way because I'm going to razz you so hard. By the way, this podcast does have an explicit content rating. Just letting everybody know. Say fuck. We can. We're not going to get demonetized. It's been two minutes. We're fine. Hey, within two minutes. All the dick jokes. Shit. Hey. Fuck. Con- there oh, it no. is. Trifecta and there right it is. Bitches. Yeah. And, and good there luck. it goes. Eh, it's fine. We didn't want money anyways. All right. But I'm going to rest him really hard. Chris, why don't you introduce, give us a little concept of your character. I got this inspiration from this character because I have been playing a fuck ton of the new Pokemon game. And as I was thinking about a character, a fun little character to play for this game, there's one character in there that I thought would be just a ball to play. And so my character's name is Alonza, who, if you're visualizing in your head, looks a lot like Tinkaton from the Pokemon games. Little, short, bit of pinkish skin carrying around a giant mall that is twice the size of her. She originated originally from the Fey Realm and basically would be a defender of the Fey Realm, would be helping out locals and such around there and ended up just happening her way into out this specific realm where she's found a lot of fun beating shit up especially gigantic crows <laughs> you need to read her pokédex entry her, she and she and corvanite have a big old feud so, they have a love hate relationship <laughs> yeah so giant so giant giant yeah Giant birds with steel. Carries around a giant pig hammer that is always a wonder how she can carry it around at her very small stature. Adorable. Could could be a little cute thing, but will squash ya, it, say the wrong thing, basically. But, yep, she's just hanging out, having fun, completing jobs, especially if, they get, if she gets to squish something. <laughs> she likes her squishies. All right, then. 
do I say this? Yeah, why not? I'm just imagining based on that description when she squishes things with her hammer. It's like one of those like giant like rubber <laughs> hammers like in the cartoons where it makes a squeak sound every time it hits something. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is going to be a good time. Oh yeah. No, I don't think she she makes that she, the hammer makes that sound, but she probably makes some kind of sound every time she squishes something. Yep, there she is. <laughs> There's Megaton. <laughs> Yes, the fairy steel Pokemon. No, seriously, my favorite Pokemon of this new generation. So I had to think of something with her. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is going to be a good time. And yeah, maybe I missed it. But what class is your character play? Oh, apologies. Alonzo will be starting out at least starting out as a paladin. Yeah, because they don't get to pick their oaths until later. <laughs> also heavy armor. Listen, honestly, like. I feel Just that. Imagine this little tiny pink thing walking around in full chainmail. <laughs> Listen, if we can have a slime in armor in the Crystal City, we can have this tiny little. No, no. Whoa. <laughs> I am not in armor. Okay. I ate it and have obtained qualities of armor. And eh, tomato, tomato. <laughs> Are you Kirby? <laughs> yeah, more or less. Oh, he I'm, more or less I'm, is Kirby. <laughs> I am Kirby mixed with a slime. That's where we're at. Carry on. All right. Fair enough. Good. <laughs> All righty. All right, Jace. Why don't we hear from you? Give us a little bit of your character and what cl class and all that jazz. <laughs> to be fair, I'd like to go last because I'm still deciding which character I'm going to pick depending on the party's concepts. Cool. All right. I'll come back to you. Thank you. All right. So then by default, Mikael, you will be next. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. I'm currently rolling up Shortstack, a descendant of Pancakes of Clan Freer, a forest gnome barbarian. Oh, hell yes! <laughs> Sorry! I have some spare characters in mind. A bugbear fighter that will be a rune knight. A minotaur ranger that will be a... What was I thinking of? A monster slayer. But I'm falling onto... Uh, to the gnome barbarian because that's what I know. They're not good, but they're they are good, but they're not optimized. That's the thing. Oh man, I'm excited. This is gonna be fun. You're gonna be the bane yeah. of my existence, but you're also going to have some of the coolest moments in this game too. Everybody is going Most to. This is gonna be a good time. Alrighty. So Casey, what have you cooked up for your character? <laughs> Okay, I had a few different pieces of inspiration here. One of them was the actual inn that we're going to be located in. I am a young shifter, bard, were-rat sort of a background. I grew up, I was left alone, and I was actually part of a traveling circus that is now defunct and no longer in existence where I... Did a really bad job at fortune telling. I did a lot of performing and performing, by the way. So I'm pretty much a dude, but I'm a little queerish in that if the mood strikes me right and I need to perform as some other gender, some other expression, I'm more than happy to do that with my long flowing hair. And I also have a little bit of a tendency to pick up things that are unattended by other people, but I definitely always use those in kind of a Robin Hoodie sense where it's always for the good of whatever group I belong to now. It's not that I'm just a straight thief. It's, it's, it's always tribal, my thievery a little bit, but I use my wiles and my stories and my performances to 
make my way into wherever I need to be. Listen, as someone who's currently playing a bard, it is so much fun, and I'm so excited to see how you develop this character. It is going to be a grand time. Alrighty, John, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> so, what have you cooked up so far for us? That's fine, I can be on the spot. I want to, I had a few ways I want to go, but I, I want to use this character. This is a character that I made that I only got to play once for three hours. And this is actually the character I wrote a monologue for to audition for the Vibe Tribe for season two. Oh my gosh, yes. Really excited <laughs> to come to this character. This is a character I remember that, this one! This character is ridiculous. This character is a gnome and I wanted to pick a rogue just because I never played one. And I was always jealous of everyone who plays rogues and does all the cool shit. And all my characters are usually bumbling idiots that don't get to do the cool shit. So this is a character named Hodir, H-O-D-I-R, who's a gnome, three feet tall, lots of charisma, but thinks they're better at this than they really are was training to be an assassin in that underling assassin class, but was not good at it, <laughs> and kept butchering things, and uh, butchering things like butchering people, like butchering the assignment and not doing the assignment well, and so on and so forth, but always seems to end up in these sort of strange situations, and doesn't always choose the right... How do I say this without making him sound like he's stupid? He's not stupid, he's very unfortunate <laughs> as a character. So it's a lot of fun. And I, the one time I played this character a little bit and was just using the characterization, which I used for auditioning here, I had a lot of fun improvising and causing trouble. So I'm excited. And particularly with the setting that you've created or that we're playing, I think there's lots of room for mischief. So I'm excited for that. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited for this rogue character. Can I spoil the story I wrote? Or is that not fair? Or should I keep it and use it as, I gotta go find that monologue somewhere, or you can send it to me. I could bring that up later in the game if you want. I'll leave that up to you. If you want to give a little brief, if you want it to be a surprise, other way works. To give you an example, to give you an example, Hodir messed up an assassination attempt and hid inside of a turducken and hid there for a long time, smelling like turducken, and escaped the turducken and hid in the hat of a general... And when that didn't work, a dog smelled Hodir and Hodir ran away, and then other mischief ensued. So it never went well. There was always something going wrong. Oh, this is going to be such a great time. <laughs> I'm so excited. Alrighty, JC, as promised, you are the last to go. So to quickly go over, we have a bard, a barbarian, a paladin, a sorcerer, and a rogue. So what you got? <laughs> Then that leads me up to two. I'm either going to be Holden Dor, which is the Earth Ganassi Druid. That's going to be the star druid. So it'll be looking for stars and stuff like that and be a lot on the star. So I was thinking, oh, that would help with a Seer Loon. Or I was going to be Roddy Carcass, which is a human artificer. And I don't know yet which one I wanted. Well, do you take criticism or uh, recommendations? I would go with Roddy Carcass because that. Reminds me a lot of my my old my old character from season one, Moldy Vomit. So the reason he's Roddy Carcass is he's an ex-military and he used to do some tinkering. And got his unit out of a bind and whatever. His unit went to got sent on this mission to defeat this monster. This monster ended up being a necromancer. Long story short, his unit died, and he came back pretty much smelling of his unit who walked the earth without life. So he left the military and took the name Roddy Carcass 
to remember his friends who were now rotting carcasses. Nice. So it's kind of like pretty much came up with a moniker just because he's got to live with the fact he's the sole survivor. Excellent. I mean, that, that I'm not trying to push him pride here, but it seems that Mr. Roddy Carcass <laughs> seems to be a good pick, but I'll, I'll leave it up to you. I also have the Star Druid where he's basically just stuck in. He's a shut-in, all that other bullshit. And the reason he's a shut-in is because he wants to try and find discoveries of in the stars where he either discovers new stars, discovers new planets, or see if he can find where the gods hide or the deities hide in the stars. See, I like both of those ideas. <laughs> I do too. That's why it's hard. Here's what I say. So, um, the oh, way I that I... Coin. Oh, I got a coin here. All right. Do it. Roddy's tails, because he's an ass, and heads is uh, looking up the stars hoarding, so... I can't tell what this is. Heads. Alrighty, so Starboy it is. <laughs> Excellent. Alrighty. Cool. That was easy enough. <laughs> and again, if you guys change your mind as we move forward, we still got time before we actually have our first quote-unquote real session with your characters. So if there's anything you want to change or things like that, always we can talk about it later, and it's not a problem. All righty. So now that we've gone through party makeup, so really quickly, our party for this little campaign is going to be compromised of a bard, a barbarian, a druid, a paladin, a sorcerer, and a rogue. I really like this party makeup. It's going to be really fun. Alrighty, so let's get into the chaotic energy that is about to be this next section. So, for my players and the listening audience, one thing that I like to do within my games, or at least when I run my 5e games, is I always like to the players and give them a chance to have some sort of connection to another person in their party. So, what we're going to do right now is I have a list of 20 different hooks in the sense of just a couple of words and of different relationship starters or how you know this person. And we're going to let the dice gods decide. So I'm going to have my players roll a D20, and that's going to help me determine what prompt I give them. This is going to be glorious. Alrighty, so we're going to go in reverse order this time. So JC, since you were the last to go, I'm going to have you go first for this one. Because I'm very interested to see what happens here. <laughs> Excuse me while I'm dying laughing. I just rolled the party's first natural one. <laughs> Did you seriously roll the one? Okay, here we go. It's in the um, roll. Look, see no, I believe you. Alrighty. You know what? I'll give you the prompt first, and then I'll let you decide if you want to keep it, or if you want to roll again to see if you get something else, but you have to use the second roll. And then I'll figure out who it's going to be. So, no, so you roll the one. It's a good thing. we. Hopefully we get it out of the way now because it's not going to be good if you keep rolling once. But prop number one, the character that you select to have a bond with is a sibling of yours. Now, when we say sibling, it can be blood related. It can be adoptive. It could be found family sibling type. There's no limitations to that. I rolled a one. I'm taking the one. I would. I guess we're going to go with the, a founder adoptive sibling all right so now which character 
do you want to have that bond with? And then you two can add more detail about it. It's up to the character, but my thought was the reason I want, wanted to either do this druid was to play off another character here that is obsessed with something in the stars, which is the moon. I wanted to play kind of play off a seal loon, which would be Dakota's character, I believe. Your stars <laughs> fucking suck. The moon is the best. That's one of the re- that's one of the things I wanted to have an ar- a thing I thought of is we would have an argument constantly about no, there's more up there. Yeah, yeah, there definitely is more up there, but it doesn't matter because we have the moon. What do you even care? There's so much more to offer. You don't know that yet. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, Open, like your eyes, like uh-huh. Open your eyes, Asir. Open your eyes. Does anyone remember going to the Hot Topic in like the early 2000s where you just heard Wicked Kids having arguments like that all the time? Yep. Over the moon and stars and tarot cards. Like, all of us? All right, just making sure we have a shared memory. moon, stars, and tarot cards. I'm taking that. That's an album from 2001. Oh, no. It's the unreleased Fallout Boy album. Oh, my goodness. All righty. Oh, this is going to be good. I can't wait for this. All righty. So that takes care of that. Let's see. He picked you, Dakota. So, Dakota... Let's go to you next. Roll me a d20, please. Yo, we're on the opposite side of the spectrum. I got a 20. Okay, so same thing. I will read you the... Yeah, I will read you the prompt. You could decide whether you want to keep it or not, or you can roll again, but you have to use the second one. So number 20, the prompt is you are on the run with who? Oh, I'm definitely on the run with John's character. Like, 100%. Sweet! I'm fine with that. <laughs> 100%. What did you two do? <laughs> what did we do, John? What did we do? I was I... in a cult that had, like, my moral system shot, so whatever. Okay. You... <laughs> Your moral system... How long have you been out of the cult? They no longer exist, and it's been about... When I met you, it's been about a week. This is a recent development in my life. So good. It could track that if I'm, if I'm good at... I don't want, if I'm good at doing things badly, if there was some sort of botched assassination or botched thievery attempt, and either you and I went in on it, or you, I saved you accidentally, or you saved me accidentally, and we went, I like you, let's go. And then we just made friends. Oh, I'm here for it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. If there was some yeah. sort of, but I feel like if it's got to be that, then it's whatever cult you were in. Do you know the cult you were in? Do you know anything about the cult you were in? Yeah. We worship the moon. The moon you gives like, us everything we need. We survive wait, was this the like, moon do. What was this like a bunch of hippies under the bridge murdering rich people? Or was this like we've been yeah, around for yeah. thousands and think thousands like, of years? Think like blood sacrifice, like giving up the family chicken to the moon. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think, yeah, I wonder if there was some sort of, if I was, if I was assigned to, to do something to a cult leader or assassinate a cult leader, and I probably did accidentally. <laughs> Like, well, I was supposed to stab him, but he fell off the cliff. Okay, great. You oh. came in as the mass unaliving was happening. happening. <laughs> oh, maybe that's it. I got there, killed the leader before they all killed themselves. And I got there and went, they're all dead. I'm going to go. Whoops, wrong door. Exactly. <laughs> but yes, like, here but you, and, but you were alive. Yeah. I think, and we can find out what that is and discover it. But I think there's some sort of mishap there. We were just, oh, yeah. after that, we were just cool with each other. I like you. You're great. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. But then who are we running from? Oh, that's a good question. Were there survivors, or did everyone unalive? 
maybe it was like a rival cult thing or like some massive scheme. What is this, Romeo and Juliet? Another Ooh. massive scheme is there's more than just the moon in the stars. <laughs> yeah, it was the it was the universe people that came after us. <laughs> was a universe cult? Okay. Or did I get there on well, the day that the cults were fighting and it just so happened that... Ooh, that's an option. I don't know, we'll have to workshop this. Yeah, we'll think of something. There's some sort of mishap. I have yes. a feeling that our characters might have had that sort of mischievous, you're great, yeah, you're not bad either. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, let's go. And then like, we just <laughs> took off. Let's go find somewhere else, man. Yeah. You like the moon? That's great. I'm short. Let's go hang out. The budding of an <laughs> amazing relationship. <laughs> it's just a buddy I'm cop. S- it's a buddy cop movie. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. But a crime movie, actually. Exactly. The the lack of morals does lean into that. (laughs) It's that Guy Ritchie comedy feel. Yeah, I know what we're doing. All right, cool. I'm so happy with this casting choice. This is going to be great. All righty, John, since Dakota picked you, let's go to you next. Roll me a D20 if you have it available on you. Yes, no, maybe. Who knows? I don't like this facial expression. It's a three. I was, I doesn't really matter, but I was hoping for more than a three. Okay. I'll give you the prompt. And if you want to see what other things are available, we can reroll it. But with the three, your prompt is you served with blank. I served with blank. Oh, that's fascinating. I don't, none of us really have, Chris, you were a paladin, right? You did you serve somewhere as paladin, or you just was hobby as is paladin? I back in back into Fey Realm was essentially just a protector. Okay, botched job landed you in the Fey, and you were hanging out. <laughs> that might be it. I wonder if because with some of the monologue stuff I wrote for this guy, if I if it was going job to job, am I good at this? No. Am I good at this? No. I'm okay at this one. If it was like, maybe I'll be a paladin. And then did that for a month and went, yeah, I'm really bad at this. I don't worship. I probably anything. just dragged you around everywhere. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I wonder if it was, yeah. I, if served, if that, and that's Mikey, that's your question. I didn't serve necessarily, but I was a number two or a loose number three with a paladin squad. <laughs> hey, I just want to learn what this is. I don't pray a lot. Do you have weekly meetings? I'm not gonna make them like that kind well, of cool. the, Go ahead. The thing is with with how faith is taken here, it's not necessary. you don't your ideals don't have to be to a specific god or goddess. It could be to just ideals. Oh, interesting. So if that's then that that might give me more character stuff as it's sort of come back to us when you find out what you believe in and what your ideals are. Okay. It's gonna be yeah. a while. And like me trying to find what my ideals and actual belief system is and that's the thing like mine i was just dedicated to my homeland and protecting sure. my people oh this gets heavy because if i'm looking for my ideals and what i may or may not believe in and i just happen to stumble upon a cult the day the cult unalives themselves and gets attacked by another cult and then i make friends with some cult dude who likes the moon and then i find you later hey <laughs> and i'm like are- the f- fuck happened to you <laughs> so funny story i was killing people not very well but i went to this moon cult and they were killing everybody they wore the same shoes it was weird okay yeah i think that might work i think that, i think there's something there yeah i gotta say i love this character already <laughs> i'm in love with it too i'm just i like right. this little thing that i like with a gigantic hammer just looking at you just the fuck is wrong with you dude there's a lot of problems. There's a lot of things going wrong. 
Is I'm sorry. Is anyone else hearing Doctor Doofenshmirtz? Thank you. Yes. There's a little Doofenshmirtz there. There's a little Doofenshmirtz there. Yes. Yeah. We'll have to have uh, we'll have to have Dan Povermeyer as a guest to play your dad. Oh, can can you imagine that? Amazing. Be like. That would be so we cool. wouldn't get shit done that campaign. Nothing. It would just be hours of. It'd be worth it. Absolutely. Season three goal: get Dan Povermeyer on the. There you go. Yeah. Join the Patreon, folks, because we want to work with. <laughs> Join Honestly. the Patreon. We want to make this for a living. Yeah, I mean, y'all are right. We wouldn't get anything done because then it would just be like, so let me ask you about this. <laughs> What's your favorite platypus? Is it the hat that makes the agent or the agent that makes the hat? Just gotta know. It's just all of us doing impressions, talking to the person. <laughs> the person that actually does it for a living. Oh my goodness, it's great. This is going to be a good time. All right, Chris, since John picked you, let's go with you. So how about you roll me a d20? So that'll be a 17. I only laugh because this is going to be very interesting. So once again, once I read it, you can re-roll and then pick up the either two if you like the second one better. But with the 17, the prompt that you have rolled is indebted to blank. Interesting, interesting. I'm trying to think, who would I be indebted to? I like the concept. I'm, I'm, I'm good with the hook. I'm just trying to figure out who and what. If I might offer a suggestion. So when I think of debt, it doesn't necessarily have to be like you owe money to somebody. It could also be like a pinky promise, a favor. <laughs> and I mean, you, I, I got a horrible, I got a, fun, a horrible if, idea. If I can give input, you together with the, the barbarian, the gnome barbarian, sounds hilarious. Ooh. So put that out there. You get someone out of trouble once with the local town guard. And then they follow you around forever. Gosh darn it. Look, just because... Look, that ruler's bird was looking at me funny. Oh my gosh, not the bird. <laughs> it's a bird. They look I am going to have my, my, my thing just be against all birds. He just hates birds. Well, great. We but I'm not going to get involved next time you insult an Arakakra <clears throat> like town guard. It's going to suck. I'm going to point and laugh, and then I'm going to leave, and then I'm going to break you out of prison afterwards. Sound good? Yeah, but they're ugly. They're bird people. <laughs> oh, no. Exactly. You're ups- pigeons are the worst. <laughs> Don't get me started on pigeons. Great eaten if if you don't pick if you pick them out of the suburbs, not any if hoop. Only I could be I should just dip into Ranger just so I can make Arakraka my favorite enemy. Oh my god. Wow. Leaning a little heavy on the racism there, my friend. <laughs> I gotta you get the It's the goddamn feathers. <laughs> Shut up, bird boy. <laughs> they get everywhere. They shit everywhere. Are you sure it's not pigeons? <laughs> I had to shine my suit for the fifth time this week. Your suit of armor, right? Yes. <laughs> Pigeons or seagulls? <laughs> if you just did it, did like with a cast iron, just chuck it in the fire for a while. Then cover it, cover it in water oil. and throw it in the oven? <laughs> Fuck, now I'm hungry.
<laughs> Me too. Is there any good eat spots around here? I'll show you something. Cool. They serve a great pigeon. There's the Hatfield Inn that serves pigeon, yeah? Ooh. Oh, yeah. That one. Uh, I could go for some chicken myself, though. Cool. <laughs> right over there. All right, let me roll. Yeah, that works for me. <laughs> a nine. Ooh, okay. This one's very interesting. And again, the prompt could be taken seriously. It could be funny, however you want to roll with it. But number nine, the prompt is survived with blank. <laughs> Casey, run me through what your character was again. My character is a bardic, young and mid-twenties, maybe, chain, not chain, like a shifter. I've been orphan, raised by the carnival, raised by the circus, so pretty tribal. And But my circus, a good four or five years ago, went defunct for reasons. And so I've been kind of transient since then, trying to find another tribe of people. That's how I see myself. All right. Seems like we're going to be snowed into this, this train car for a while or the wagon for a while. Any card tricks? I read tarot, if that's what you mean, so I can manipulate with the Oh, card. fuck. Read my future right now. That would be amazing. I love that. Oh. I'll, put that I'll put that on the platter for you later. All right. All right. So what did you do on this carnival? It was were you like a clown or you no. fairly nondescript to me. You want to build that? Yeah, I was a performer, but I was the fortune teller. But I'm not a very good fortune teller. I will tell you that much. So my success rate is good, but I'm good at convincing people of things that they need to do. So that's my I'm good at I'm good at that part of it. But it's not necessarily always true. But may have given you some really good advice one time. Yeah, you. I think you actually told me to pick up an instrument and go into the world. And, of course, I chose the bagpipes and the world doesn't want me. But, like, in, in large enough settings with deaf enough people, well, works fine. I just keep telling you over and over that you just haven't found the right group yet because I'm going to make sure that you think that my reading was clear, whether it was clear or not. So I'm going to manipulate that whole thing. So you just haven't found the right audience for that bagpiping yet. It is fortune coming through, uh, even if you're helping the universe along a little bit. Wait, you play the bagpipes? That's our ceremonial instrument. Yeah. It's wild. The birds go crazy whenever he's around. No, that's the bread. That's the bread, buddy. Put down the bread and the birds won't be around. Sure, they call me short stack. My my birth name is like pan fried bread. Do you play a normal person size bagpipes? Are they just freaking massive? No, they're uh, they're like a smaller type bagpipe but it, they look regular size for me. Okay, fair enough. I was going to say, that would be awkward if it was just this octopus-sized thing on your back. <laughs> You're just carting around. Depends on the day. I might fair. be a little thinner after uh, after not eating for a bit. I also do play the dulcimer, so we both play droning instruments, so we could do some major damage with both of those together, I do feel. And if I get the, the squeeze action and omit the, bag part, omit the mouth part... I can just we can we can overtone sing as well and throat sing and stuff. It's gonna be good. We'll just be a wall of sound while the others try to concentrate on the fights. Cheers. Cheers. Oh my gosh, I love this so much. This yeah! is this is gonna be somebody scored. Someone's really excited about this character. <laughs> yes, that was totally what that was. Editing Mikey, I'm sorry. <laughs>
you can tell I'm not a sports person, but that's all right. All righty. So, Casey, that just leaves you. <laughs> so. I did roll an 18 earlier, so I'll skip it back for now. Ooh, okay. This one's fun. 18. Your prompt with the 18 is was trained by blank. You got the hard one. That is interesting, but I'll take I'll take feedback because that is fascinating, but it could go many directions. You're playing a bard. What kind so. of training you have? What proficiencies do you have? So I am good. I am good at swiping things. So I'm kind of a pickpocket a little bit too. Okay. Uh, but I do it through so I do it through fabulous performance, making my mm. way around the room, and as I'm mesmerizing you with my performance, I'm just swiping things from up. So you I mean, you could go for your proficiencies, or you could go in the opposite direction and say, "Yeah, you're a bard. You grew up learning the instrument. That's your thing. But you didn't know how to translate the instrument into magic, and you met somebody that taught you how to transition that to magic." That's a really good one. Oh, that would be good with my with my dulcimer too, because that's very magical. Who here? Um, who here has that problem? I I will yeah, unlock I it in two <laughs> levels, but I'm a gnome now. Right back to you, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to build that wall of sound. True. Yeah, I have none magic, but I have all the sleight of hand stuff. So it's possible if you and I ended up hanging out in a circus tavern drinking that I was teaching you sleight of hand stuff. Have you ever seen this? Watch! And then just steal something from you. Look, this is your... Or maybe... What's this behind your ear? What's this behind your ear? It's another ear! Uh, let me see the coin pouch and you just leave. <laughs> that would be mighty appropriate, especially since I was ousted from my, my connection with the circus that I grew up with and then had to pretty much live on the streets. And so we may have come across each other and okay. you helped me to survive. That. Sure, yeah. Are taking. I could be cool. Yeah. I feel like I would be hanging out in taverns and causing mischief like that. If it was, I don't want to do, I, that doesn't diminish trained though, right? I don't, because I, when I think training, I think like we trained for hundreds of years instead of, let me teach you this trick. That doesn't, is that okay? Yeah. Training by loose definition means that you are practicing some sort of set of skills or whatnot. It doesn't need to be like, Oh, you got, I was trained in the way of the mystic arts. Nah, pickpocketing okay. or just. Sure. Like... I think like this, the prompt is not to be followed strictly. It's to give you like an idea. Right, that's fair. Casey, <laughs> what are your like personality traits, ideals, bonds, and flaws? If I may ask. So the ones that I, I used here. Oops, sorry. But preference, prefer, preferable ideals. Yeah, my, let's see. My, I, I do have a, I do have a charitable spirit. I take money or I take things from people that I swipe from, but I definitely, I usually don't keep them for myself. I usually spread them out. Like I said, I'm tribal. And so when I join a group of people, I become fiercely tribal with those people and I tend to share everything. And so I'll steal, but it's for, it's usually I share the wealth. It's like I said, Robin Hoodie in that. I also, I think I'm pretty personable. I flatter people a lot. That's the other thing I put in there is flattery is my preferred trick for getting what I want. So. One of the things that I do is uh, is I use my 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 bad uh, fortune telling and uh, some of my performance as well because my performance is pretty strong to to make friends. So I make friends pretty easy, at least temporarily. So a pickup artist and a mentalist that use their powers for good, good for you. Now I was thinking maybe somebody shares an ideal or bond in that case. 
I know for a fact that I, or short stack, self-determination. People should be free to do as they please. Working with the swiping and giving it on to other people. Yeah, maybe. But I, we already have a bond and I'm going to let you bond with someone else for a little bit. Yeah, I think that with, I don't know names, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know any of you. With John. <laughs> yeah, you with the hook. Yeah, so that his that's John, you're muted. Yeah, he's muted. <laughs> John's Man, muted. I'm over here talking all the shit. Glad I'm muted. <laughs> I wonder, and this is totally up to Mikey, and I don't want to ruin anything. And this is up to you, and you have to make a decision. If I am training someone in something that I am proficient at, should they get something in the future to reflect that? Oh, or, of course. Or am I too much above board now? If it's no. sort of like maybe Casey now has a plus something, you want to build something every time. Some kind <laughs> yeah. of something. It's just, or if I'm there to, or if I'm within proximity, that's another one I think you used once for another game we were playing. It was like, if I'm within, a, if someone's within a certain amount and they're working on it, and they're, yeah, that was pretty good. I saw what you did there. Yeah. There's an encouragement there or an inspiration there. Your call, your I game. I just don't want to, I just want to. I do have a proficiency in sleight of hand. Already there. Then the joke writes itself and I'm fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I still like that idea. And this could be across the board. So as you guys develop as a party, and I mean, you are aware of each other. You have somewhat of a familiarity with each other. But I will say during downtime, if y'all want to learn a skill or do something that you're not proficient in, but it's another character, whether that be another player character or an NPC you come across is proficient in those sets of things. If we can narratively go through that RP it and do the funny stuff, then I am more than willing to guess reward it because I think that's cool. And plus it's the possibilities of what could come with it from a storytelling perspective and an RP perspective makes me so happy. So yeah, I will definitely, we will do that. Because I definitely think Hodir is going to walk up to short stack at some point and be like, so that hammer you have, how does it work? And have no concept of how hammers work. It's a morning star. And you see, <laughs> I'm already wrong. I already don't know the name. That's all right. One gnome to another. You're a gnome, right? I, yeah. I thought you looked a little bit tall. Might have been a halfling or something. I'm three six. Wow. Sure. These, are big, these are really big shoes. These are big shoes. All right, all right. But a morning star is essentially a mace. You know what a mace is, right? Yeah, I've seen the maces. Yeah, n not the ones that you get lost in, obviously. Ah, uh, then no, I have no idea what that is. Okay, so it's a ball. Oh. On a pole. Pole. With a handle. Handle. Oh, yeah. And on the ball. Ball. Or there's, uh, like, flanges or, or spikes or... There's fingers or, on uh, the ball? Flanges. Oh, different flanges. joke. Good. Let's see where we're going. If you want to finger balls, I know a guy. I know a guy, too. He works with the circus. Great. Yeah, guy. I know that guy, too. Yeah. Small world. Small but world. We all drink at the same place. Back to the balls and, and spikes <laughs> and mace and stuff. So you into C and C? Or CBT, actually, sorry. I mean, it might depend upon the context in which you use said phrase. 
I was going to ask her for it later. <laughs> just took a turn. Okay. Yeah, did, sure. Did someone, did someone say CBT? Did, did fade, someone... fade to black. Fade to black. <laughs> Are you okay, Chris? <laughs> yes, I'm just having nonverbal communication with Casey during this entire thing. Because <laughs> we both know. It's like, I see do, I see you, you see me, yeah, I see you. Okay, we got this. <laughs> we speak the same language. You're on the same wavelength. Oh, <laughs> oh, I am I so... you guys. It's only been, a, actually, yeah. It feels weird, because, like, it's been a couple of days at the time of this recording, but, yeah. Alrighty. Alright, let me read this back, because I'm, this is going to be so much fun to con- just to play out. Alrighty. In no particular order... Casey has a bond with John, which they were trained by and teaching them how to swipe. So that's going to be fun. Mikkel has a bond with Casey in which they survived a snowstorm and learned a little bit about each other. And we got more detail about the tarot card readings with Casey's character, which is going to be so much fun to play. Jace, you pick the sibling bond with Dakota and y'all are going to argue about the moons and the stars and all the things. It's going to be great. <laughs> Chris, you have a bond with Mikkel's character because they saved you from a burb. A couple of burbs. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Now I'm going to make sure that the big bad of this game is a pigeon. <laughs> it better be. It would be. Oh, God. You bring my call the deep character. Yes! <laughs> but not a, but not like a 50 foot pigeon, but like just a normal pigeon that speaks french <laughs> cool cool it's like suck a book suck a big cock <laughs> no yeah. nope. that's exactly, exactly what the pigeon says yep. that's what yep. the pigeon no. says yeah that's why we hate the pigeon yeah because it just goes suck a cock and just runs down the hill towards you yeah that's the leroy, it's it's talking the leroy jenkins shit. thing yeah this fucking pigeon man <laughs> continuing on so yeah, burbs. Dakota, your character has a bond with John's character. You two are currently on the run for some sort of botch cult turducken, who knows kind of thing. <laughs> there was a turducken involved, but we don't talk about it. <laughs> it's canon. We'll put it in there. We'll make it happen. <laughs> Hell yeah. Every time you see a turducken, you just get flashbacks. <laughs> Hang on. I know how to work it. And then finally, John, your character has a bond with Chris's character that I mean, it's served with, but Chris's character just dragged you around the Fey Realm for a little bit and then told you, what is your ideals? I don't know. Go figure that out. Okay. And then you joined up with the cult. That's my Hollywood story. I'm sticking to it. It's going to be like that. The one of those E documentaries behind the screen actors killed kind of thing. <laughs> I wanted to. Yeah. You came here to be an actor, went to Scientology. It all went downhill. Yeah, I buy that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if it's Scientology, you'll have to buy that. <laughs> exactly. Please give me your card number and welcome to the 22 stages. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. I thought this was a 12 step program. <laughs> no, that's uh, the other room. Yeah, that's the other. That's next door. Yeah, down the hallway on the left. I'm just imagining that the Scientology, the 12 step program, and then the Moon Cult were all sharing the same office space. Yep. We also had a bird hating club going on. Funnily <laughs> enough, it it wasn't that far from the Bagpipers Guild. It was across the hall. <laughs> this YMCA has got a lot of rooms in it. Yeah. We were missing a swimming pool, though, oddly enough. It was fun to stay at, though. There's a nice big one in the stars. This is going to be a great time. Alrighty. <laughs> Alright, gentlemen. So, 
crazy enough, now we're in the final portion of this. Told y'all I wasn't going to keep you too late tonight. But <laughs> so last thing that I would like to do with you all is to do what I call housekeeping, which is just a little bit of my rules and expectations. What my particular my particular table rules as well as giving you a little preview and some small lore about the world that you're about to enter with this. So this is going to be a good time. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, Tavern Tales is going to be considered a slice of light creature comfort type of game. So what that means is with the exception of a couple of chapters in this game, a lot of it is going to be grounded in more, what's it called? Wholesomeness is the best way of putting it. Y'all, it's going to be chilled. It's going to be relaxing. You're going to fight some things from time to time. But for the most part, you're not, unless it's a giant pigeon, it's not going to be, let's fight the evil Lord that's destroying the world kind of thing. It's more, hi, how do we pay this rent out here? So, too real. <laughs> I'm just out back playing like what looks like i'm playing golf but i'm shooting rocks at pigeons telling you man the pigeons the pigeons are after you for some reason (laughs) so that's the type of so that's the type of game i'm looking to run there are going to be elements of craziness like there may or may not be some ghosts that come along you might be talking to some sentient objects there's going to be some lesbians involved it's going to be a great time (laughs) lesbians (laughs) Oh, yeah. One of the tales is about star-crossed lovers and their lesbians. Not star-crossed. What the fuck? <laughs> All right, Moon Boy, calm down. Thing, man. <laughs> That's fantastic. This is fucking bullshit. But yeah, so what you can expect from so what you can expect from this game is it for it to be very episodic. So outside of your first adventure, I am using the Tavern Tales module, which includes the anthology of all these different tales, so to speak. And it's going to be very episodic, but you will get downtime in between each tale to do whatever, explore character stuff, just for shits and giggles. Have a great time. I'm. You will come to find very quickly that my style of games is very down to earth. Be like, we're going to chill, we're going to vibe, but it's going to ramp up when need be. But yeah, it's going to be a good time. Just a couple of table rules, obviously, for all of you, since I know all of you pretty much pretty well. And for those of you that I don't, I can't wait to learn more and to get a better understanding of who you are as a person. We vibe here. It's going to be a good time just a couple of table rules obviously the first one is like the obvious one is like at this table we respect the dm we respect other players and we respect character choices unless they are like the big nose if a character's choice kind of travels on the realm of being i don't know racist homophobic like the obvious they obvious hard nose but people be wild out here that's just me But my table rules is we're here to have a good time. So don't take yourself too seriously. Respect each other. Respect me, but I want you to respect each other. And more importantly, respect yourself as a player. If you think you have a dumb idea, just tell me anyways, because the dumb ideas end up being the best parts of the campaign, as my other players can attest, is that sometimes when dumb decisions are made, they lend to the greatest moments of a campaign. So this is going to be a fun time. So remember. We are here to have fun. Never forget that. Now, 
<laughs> yeah, let's see. From cat deck to burb to uh, EMP knife, and that's just in Call of the Deep to slightly erotic Vikings. Yeah, from that this? to oh this? gosh, oh no. gosh. <laughs> There's that. And then, of course, you have some other questionable choices. If you go back to listen to season one, you can find out where the term a slightly erotic Viking Santa came from. I know. I know where that came from. <laughs> I know where you. But the point being is that silliness and crazy ideas are always going to be good with me within reason. So just have a good time with it. Now, as far as like the actual table rules, I only have a few, so it's not that crazy. Natural 20s during combat and natural 20s in combat, you will end up doing max damage plus you roll and add that to the max damage to see what you get. Let's see. And that's for combat. I do inspiration. So if I give you if you give me something narratively, that's funny. If you I think there's a nice RP moment that you had, if you're being a complete like crazy person, if you are having a good time with yourself and you make me laugh, which is probably going to be the easiest thing. I definitely reward my players just for their creativity and their improvisation. So I do inspiration, which if you don't know what that is, the way that I use inspiration, you can use inspiration for an advantage on any kind of check, whether it's skill attack, whatever that gives you an advantage. So you roll your D 20 and you obviously keep the higher of the two numbers that you roll. Also in this game, if you have inspiration, I'm actually going to add this mechanic. If you have inspiration, you may also choose to give it to another player. I'm always, again, I might be telling the story, but I work collaboratively with my players and this is a collaborative game. So if you see or you want to give ins your inspiration to another player in order to turn the tide or you think it might yield something really cool to see another player have the spotlight for a little bit, you can also give your inspiration away. And that's as far as I have immediately for table rules. As we continue on with the campaign, I'll start introducing more of my rules, but they're pretty simple. But those are the important ones I wanted to get out of the way. Alrighty, so let's quickly go into this world. So the world of Tavern Tales is set on a singular continent. You are basically like, this is what happens when Pangea didn't split up. So basically think of Pangea. But the continent is known as Alora. So to spell it out for y'all, it's A-L-U-R-A. And Alora is divided into... We'll say it's divided into five kingdoms. So on Alora, there are five kingdoms that kind of coexist within each other on this massive land mass that is a continent. And those five kingdoms, I'll give you those in a sec. So of these five kingdoms, they are as followed. So you have the more predominantly greener nation of Flora is very grasslands, grasslands, forests, flowers, basically anything that you can think of when it comes to botany. That is the prime focus of this kingdom. It's nestled in the cascading hills and things like that. So very hillside, countryside, that type of vibe. So that is flora. Then in the mountainous regions of the continent, you have the mountain kingdom of Arnes. So Arnes is a very militaristic 
kingdom in the sense that a majority of warriors tend to congregate to this area of the kingdom. So it is made up where all your fighters tend to be, and they are a kingdom that value the worth of a person in their ability to fight. The kingdom itself, a lot of the people have pride in their fighting ability, but they are also kind-hearted as well. So even if you don't prove your worth in battle, you're not considered a disgrace. While they may value it, they also are a kind-hearted individual, but you have to earn their trust along the way. So it's with that mountainous region, they're guarded to themselves, but are open as long as people who enter the kingdom come with good intentions. Because if you don't, you'll it's basically the equivalent of fuck around and find out kind of mentality. <laughs> Which is the best mentality. Oh, for sure. So then... The next kingdom is going to be the kingdom of Bathia. So B-A-T-H-I-A. And Bathia is actually a, is a, the continent that is very centered around the ocean, in a sense. So it's a very coastal type of kingdom with the sea breeze flowing through it. Essentially, the real world equivalent of this kingdom is based off Greek, especially the coastal cities are on Greek. So you have the ocean facing out. A lot of the kingdom is water-based. So all the ports, waterways, all that stuff, they're a very trade-heavy nation. Because they are near the ocean, they tend to be more, what's it called, adept when it comes to the waterway. So if y'all want to visit there, since it is the prime is primarily a trading nation, that is where most of the merchants in Allura come from. That's their base of operations, train future merchants, all the commerce kind of happens over there and spreads out to the other kingdoms and things like that. So you will learn more about Bathia not too long. It's going to be good. Okay. So this one's probably my personal favorite. So next you have the Desert Nation of Samara. So S-A-M-A-R-A. And the nation of Samara is located in the blistering deserts of Alora. So think of the kingdom of Samara is loosely based off of ancient India, mixed in with a little bit of the Middle East. Basically, it's like what happens when you throw that culture, mix in Aladdin and a thousand and one Arabian Nights and bam, you have a kingdom. So funny enough, though they are located in the desert, the kingdom of Samara happens to be the leading nation when it comes to the aspects of religion and all that kind of stuff. Their kingdom is very matriarchal. So while most of the other kingdoms have a king, Samara is the only kingdom that is led by a queen. And since they are a very matriarchal society in that particular nation, most of it is more predominantly women in that society with a few men living amongst the kingdom. But because it is a matriarchal society, the women are the ones that are in the positions of power. And they work with the other nations in order to establish peace and order. 
They are probably the most peaceful kingdom. They try to avoid conflict as best as possible. Since they are more of religious order than they are of a military, say, like, for example, the kingdom of Arnes. But they are also a very party heavy nation. So if you're looking for a good time, the kingdom of Samara, because the people are there are very pious and religious and very open to travelers who go through there, they tend to have a good time. And if you get a chance to meet the queen down the line, it is a lot of fun. And then, of course, the final kingdom is known as Lithia. So L Y T H I A. And Lithia is actually, how do I put this? So Lithia is probably the most densely populated kingdom in Alora. This is where, so think of this as what happens when you put Las Vegas and throw it into a fantasy setting. So this kingdom is more of your entertainment district, so to speak. So Lithia is basically where all the entertainment, all of the, how do I put this, your vices are here. They're basically what happens like when you take a college and you like a party college and you throw it in the middle of a town. So this kingdom provides the entertainment. And usually this is where all of the people go to make it within the world if they choose to be a musician, an actor. It's like Hollywood, but less shitty. But maybe, I don't know. We'll figure that out once you get there. I feel like we're going to go there a few times. (laughs) I feel like this will happen. So a party college town. I don't know what that's like already. It's in Chico State, Northern California. I know exactly what that is. (laughs) UW-Madison. Yeah, you've seen some shit too, yeah. But yes, so that's just a little preview of this world. The king, yeah, the continent of Allura is a very interesting place. It's divided into the five kingdoms, and each of those kingdoms is led by some sort of royalty. I will tell you that the kingdoms of Flora, Arnes, and Lithia are led by monarchs. Samara is the only nation that is led by a matriarch, so a queen. And funny enough, yeah, doesn't have a one set leader. In fact, it's the different in Bafia, which is your merchant city. It is led by a council known as the Five, which is made up of the five more prominent merchant families within that area. And the heads of those five families are the ones that kind of work together to lead the the nation of Bafia in the exports and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so funny enough, they're the only nation that doesn't have one distinct ruler. In fact, think of them as like an entity where the five prominent families are leading the nation. And yeah, all five of them, when the kingdoms meet, for whatever reason, all five of them do show up, so it's going to be interesting. Now... Yeah, so it's going to be a good time. But... That is just a little preview. As the campaign goes along, you guys will get a chance to explore these five kingdoms because all these tales are going to be set in different places. Oh, it's going to be a good time. Like I said, a lot of slice of life traveling around, exploring the world kind of things. And I'm really excited for you to meet these NPCs from across the kingdoms. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
That's one of my favorite parts is creating characters just for y'all to interact. It's going to be a good time. All righty. So last thing that I do want to do before we sign off for this character creation episode zero is I want to give you a little preview as to what you're going to expect in your first adventure. So to give you a little preview, the six of you are currently located. So right now you guys are currently located in the continent of Flora. So the very hillsidey bot botanical kingdom. And that's where y'all are currently residing at. So within Flora, you are in the small city of Arcadia. So O-R-C-A-D-I-A. -A. So in the small city of Arcadia, the six of you are just going about your business and you all ha have gotten a notice from what seems to be a mysterious patron who wishes to discuss with you what you, they want you to do. The only thing that the six of you are aware of is that you were called to meet at the what is well is probably the biggest tavern in Arcadia known as the Loose Lotus. So the loose lotus, <laughs> don't look at me like that. I see you judge me, Chris. <laughs> Listen, when people go to the tavern, they get drunk, they get loose and the libations happen. So that is why it's known as the loose lotus. That's Remember how you go ahead. <laughs> Yo, Chris, I was going to say, I just I, for those of you who are listening, I just put my stink eye right up to the <laughs> right up to the camera. I forgot this one might not actually be a YouTube one, so you probably won't see that. Yeah, we great podcasting. <laughs> but yeah, Chris gave me the stink eye as I was giving this a name, so it wouldn't be the first time just saying. <laughs> but yes, you are all meeting at the Loose Lotus. The only other thing that you know is that your papers that each of you were given as a note to come appear at this tavern was signed by very nice handwriting, very neat. But the only thing that it says is it gives the description be like, hey, meet at the Loose Lotus at this time. I will give you further details when I arrive. And the letter is signed with a Mr. Florentine Fontaine. So to spell out the name, so F L. O R E T I N E, and then last name Fontaine F O N T A I N E. What did this here get us in trouble in now? This is going to be good. So when we come back with the f actual, with our first, with the start of this actual adventure, you guys will be meeting the mysterious Florentine Fontaine and see what exactly awaits you for your quote-unquote first mission. But that is going to conclude our session zero for tonight. I just wanted to get you guys together to finalize party, and I'm already seeing amazing RP moments with the relationships that each of you guys have established. The purpose of session zero for my games is to get everyone used to each other. Most of us know each other, but some of us not so much. But you six are going to be a lot of fun because I can already see potential and this is going to be good. I can't wait to see what I can get out of you for storytelling purposes. It's going to be a good time. But when we come back with the next episode, we will officially 
Dart Tavern Tales. We'll see what this mysterious Florentine Fontaine has for our adventurers. And we'll see what kind of shenanigans they're about to get into. But until next episode, thank you so much for tuning in to the premiere episode of Tavern Tales, your comfy slice of life adventuring actual play podcast. This is Mikey, the founder of Vibe Tribe Productions. And from all of us here, remember, take care of each other, love one another. And as always, make sure to let the good times roll. Until next time, we'll see you later. This has been a Vibe Tribe production. Remember, take care of each other, love one another. And as always, keep those good times rolling. We'll see you next time.